is 7 a.m. in New York, 1 p.m. in Johannesburg, and 6 p.m. in Bangkok. Welcome to the Expat Happy Hour. This is Sunday Schneider Bean from sundaybean.com. I'm a solution-oriented coach and intercultural strategist for individuals and organizations, and I am on a mission to help you adapt and succeed when living abroad and get you through any life transition. I go back to that moment often. The changes that we'll talk about that I've been through are so difficult at times, but I have this solid belief in myself now to find the solution and that I have the resources. And if not, I know how to get them. Yep, exactly. And it comes from that moment of knowing I have to take control of this. I have to figure this out, you know? And um, totally yeah. And I know that there's someone sitting out there that might be in the same situation. Those are the words from Robin Tanner as she shares with us her own real life transformation going from the depths of darkness to absolute new hope and pathways that opened that she could have never imagined. Listen in on how I came to discover about the transformation that kept going and what she's doing now that makes her so successful. I was in this fishing store in South Africa, and my 10-year-old son is obsessed with fishing. <laughs> so I'm watching him navigate the aisles and stop and talk to a clerk. And the clerk is demonstrating to him how to add this special piece of bait to a hook. And I thought, oh my God, we could be here for hours. I pull out my phone and I just, you know, kind of automatically, addictedly check my messages and I get this message from a a former client. And I thought, oh, this is so exciting. I haven't talked to her in a long time. And she sent me an audio message. And in that audio message, she shared about all of the ups and downs she's gone through and how she's continued to use the tools that we worked on together in coaching even years later. So I'm basically holding back an ugly cry in the middle of a fishing store in South Africa, <laughs> right? So I've got here, you can hear um, Robin in the background. I've got her with me today. I didn't tell her this story until right now. So Robin Tanner is here with me today. And you might recognize her name from episode 35, Real Life Transformation with Robin Tanner. Robin and I worked together at least three years ago. She is one of the original people that I worked with, which even started the program I do now called the Year of Transformation. And two years ago, she was talking about her transformation. And today she's agreed to come on to share exactly what she shared with me, how she's still applying everything that we've done together to make an incredible life. So Robin, welcome to expat happy hour. Hey, oh my God, that story is so cute. I love that you're in, you were in the fishing aisle with him because yeah, I'm Southern and that just really speaks to me. It's so funny that my message came through while you were doing that. That's so cute. I was so unprepared for that. I was like, Um, so it's really cool. You know, Robin and I took, um, a few minutes before this episode to just catch up and I have, um, chills up my arm up and down to see 
you know, what's going on uh, with your life now, Robin, there's a lot I don't know. And I just want to say that to the listeners, there's a lot that I don't know about what's gone on with Robin um, since we uh, stopped working together. So I'm discovering this as, as you do. Uh, what I do know is that when I originally met Robin, she was in a very, very different place than she is now. Robin, do you mind recapping for the listeners where you were at when we first met and kind of fast forward to where you are now? Okay. Yeah. So, um, I, what brought me to coaching was having experienced just a low in my life and not able to really understand why, because I had been living abroad for 15 years and I thought I should be thriving. And, um, I had heard you on, I think it was tandem nomads and reached out to you, you know, and I just knew that I didn't want therapy. I wanted coaching. I wanted something that I could apply to my life immediately and, um, and, and to get results, you know, like that was what I understood coaching to be. And, learned about that, of course, with you. So I had been, um, with my husband at the time of 15 years, that's what had brought me to Switzerland. I had two children, one with a learning, I still do (laughs) have two children. Um, one was struggling in the primary school, um, with ADHD and other learning difficulties. We had founded our second company five years before I was, I thought, and I was just telling you this Sunday, I thought I was, um, teaching in the company and a stay at home mom. But now I realize I was um, helping with financial forecasts, managing, um, the employees and doing writing copy and doing so much more for the company. So full service, to the company and my family. And I had given up my uh, first training as a metalsmith and my love of art jewelry. And I thought, I don't know, should I fast forward to like what we did together? Like, what were you hoping? Like, why was it so, what was so hard that maybe you wanted to get support from someone through coaching? I I wasn't thriving and I knew I could thrive. And I'll say that time and time again, like people that knew me in Louisiana knew me to be a a very happy person, um, capable of creating like just in flow with my life, you know, creative life and, um, transitioning to Switzerland. It seemed like instead of getting easier year after year, it seemed to get harder. Yeah. And that didn't seem right. You know, it's like, right. what, what is that happening? That's don't realize not right. that, you know, people, I think people don't realize that over time things can get harder because you're further and further away from who you are at the core. Cause you're adapting so much or you're not able to use yes. your skills and talents. So I totally get that. One thing I, I would think it's important for me to share with the audience is, I mean, first of all, it's so generous of you, Robin, to share your story and your time. And I really appreciate that. And the reason why I, why I want to share this with the audience is there's someone out there right now who's listening, who is like, yeah, that's me. Like I'm in a binational relationship and I have kids and I don't think that it's going to change and it feels harder. And, um, I can, I can say that to my audience all the live long day, but to hear it from actually someone who's experienced it, I think is important. Um, and I'm just so confused. This whole thing I've been harping on for months is most of the people, when we start working together go, Oh, I thought I was alone. I'm not the only one. And I'm like, how come you think you're the 
only one when I talk about it every single episode. <laughs> but there's this feeling. It's so like, funny, Sunday. Because, yeah. I, I think because when you're, when I think I can answer that because we're preoccupied, we're, may, many of us have been in the flow of our life or made the decision to come here from a positive place. This is not usually a transition you make from a negative state. You know what I mean? You usually say, yeah, I have the energy to take on a life abroad. I'm in love. I want that opportunity. And you get here and it's not working. And I found I had internalized so much of the dialogue, you know, so many of the, you were preoccupied with what's not working mm -hmm. and the tools we had from our host country or our other experiences, maybe in another country where it just felt like a perfect fit and you didn't experience it. All of a sudden I found myself like retreating from life. And I, again, I'll say I was not depressed. I, I'm pretty sure it was just kind of like, my optically focused on why is this not working? You know, and that's when I knew I didn't have the tools anymore and started looking around. Somehow I knew, and Sunday, I have to tell you, it really, um, what really get, gives me the chills is still, um, I told you this the last time we spoke. And then I think I told you this when we were, when we were working together, that I knew intuitively, instinctively, I knew that I had not seen the worst of what life could throw at somebody and that I had no resources. I had my, I was no longer resilient mm -hmm. and I knew that that was a dangerous place to be. Mm -hmm. And what really gives me the chills is how, how I've actually experienced some of life's more difficult challenges in the last two years. And, um, I can tell you that that decision to honor that instinct and intuition in myself is probably one of my most proud moments in my life and what allows me to know, or how do I say this? Like, I know I, I can love and honor myself because I made that decision. That doubt changes that I have found the courage to make in my life. In the past two years, I contribute to that courageous moment of saying, I'm going to take this very seriously that I can yes. say to myself, if I get thrown a curveball and we know it will happen in life, mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yep. And it was that. just it's honoring like <clears throat> ultimate expression of, of loving yourself and taking yourself seriously. But I know that now, then I didn't know how powerful that was. And that, I think that's also why not, I think, I know that's also why I said, yes, I'll come back on is I, I go back to that moment. Often the changes that we'll talk about that I've been through are so difficult at times, but I have this solid belief in myself now to find the solution and that I have the resources. And if not, I know how to get them. Yep. Exactly. And it comes from that moment of knowing. I have to take control of this. I have to figure this out, you know? And um, totally yeah. And I know that there's someone sitting out there that might be in the same situation. And, and, you know, it's like, just listen to yourself, do it, you know? <laughs> well, and that's the thing for me. Um, one of the most exciting things is when I, um, I do interviews for a year of transformation and then people are in the exact same spot you're in. They're feeling stuck and they don't believe in themselves. And I'm just like, I'm like, you don't know what's on the other side. Cause I see it. I don't know. I don't know what's on the other side. Oh, you see it. But I know there's another side. And, um, it always seems to happen like around session 12, 
that clicks and then the other side becomes crystal clear and they start building that other side. And I love that. Um, I just want people. Oh my gosh. Around session 12. Yeah. So what happens? I find that so interesting. It, I, I've just noticed it over the years. Um, what I've noticed is I, I call the first um, three months, it's kind of like morning sickness where you're just like vomiting all of the, all of the things, that are, <laughs> all of the negative thoughts and all the ways you limit yourself. And, and my, my clients are like, I thought this was going to feel different. <laughs> and I'm like, this is good. You know, I'm yes, like, this I remember good. this. I remember this. And then we start, we start like going, oh, then we start like, ooh, maybe this could be possible. Maybe that could be possible. Right. And then we start dreaming what yeah. could be possible now that all the crap is vomited out. <laughs> and then it's like, boom, that's what I want to do. So I love, I love that. I know that process, but people don't know it until they experience it. Um, Anyway, that's a whole nother story. What I want to talk about is what I love is, you know, we're on, I don't know, episode, episode 130 plus with Expat Happy Hour right now. Oh my gosh. And you and I were on episode 35, right? So tell us wow. what yeah. happened. So we celebrated um, your transformation in episode 35. And then tell us what happened right after that episode. It's almost, okay, I'm going to try not to cry <laughs> um, because I thought this would be easier to talk about, but now I'm, I'm kind of emotional. So the podcast, after we recorded it and it aired, um, you and I working together, I had decided that I would open a gallery um, to support my love of art jewelry in the region. And I had made contacts with big players in the field, artists, um, you know, other gallery owners, and it seemed to be going well. <clears throat> you see, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> and I remember emailing you and telling you that I was submitting my business idea to what was the first craft, international craft fair to be hosted in Basel. It was called Tresor. And it was um, by the Fiche uh, brother and sister, and they helped, they started um, Art Basel de- or Design Miami, which is a part of Art Basel. And so I had a lot of confidence and belief in that fair and the founders. And I submitted my business idea and I won. I won. And (laughs) it was so cool. And you know what I won is I won, um, placement at the startup Academy in Basel. And I learned, but so I I won that. Right. And then Mm -hmm. I came home and wanted to celebrate and, uh, found out very shortly after that, that my marriage had fallen apart, that my marriage was ending. I mean, it was, and I have to say these last two years, and you don't know this, I haven't shared this yet with you, but one of the most beautiful, and I mean, soulful, beautiful, like for me, when something's soulfully beautiful, it's wrapped up in not just beauty, but like an authenticity, like somewhat painful moments too, you know, that being able to hold that paradox of life in in your hands, that's for me, like a soulful beauty. And what has happened to me in the last two years is that when something good happens, I'll experience sadness or when sadness comes or something good. And there, there were such extremes Sunday, like my winning recognition for my business award. I mean, the founders of the fair coming up and telling me we need this in Basel. Yeah. We want you, we want to see you succeed. And my marriage falling apart within weeks, you know, I had, it's really interesting how life works because I had no choice, but to take the middle road. Like I learned, and I, 
Oh, that's a thank you. Um, so I would experience a high and a low, and I quickly yeah. figured out that if I attach, and somehow my work with you kept coming back to me, like release from the outcome. Like I was no longer concerned about where my life was going to go. I just knew a lot was happening. <laughs> I had put a few things in motion. <laughs> it was coming out very differently than I expected. Sometimes hopeful, sometimes really unexpectedly. Um, I would release from the outcome. I knew if I invested in only the highs or only the lows, I was going to be in trouble. I found that like, you know, Buddhist middle path. Mm-hmm. I knew, um, yeah. So I don't know if we want to get into this part about what I was using, but that's perfect. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and we were building a house, right? So we were building a house. So I win this business award. My marriage falls apart. Like really, I'm not joking. Like a Johnny Cash song, like burning flame of fire is just like (laughs) done. Um, I don't mean to laugh at this, but I'm laughing. We can laugh. (laughs) No, my superpower through all this has been like, I have to laugh. It was like, what? Are you kidding me? And so we're, you know, we're building this house and I have to show up at the startup academy. And, you know, so I manage to show up at the startup academy, startup academy, um, without anyone knowing what's going on in my life, um, you know, navigate my kids through separation, um, manage betrayal and, and negative emotions and, um, and still somehow start to build something for myself and finish building a house, move into the house, support my family, moving my dad into an Alzheimer's home. I mean, so right now what's happening is I'm shaking my head. Like, no, 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 no. Like, I can't believe it. I can't, I can't, I can't take it in. I can't believe it. It's so, it's in, I'm trying to find the word. It was intense. Oh, and I dislocated my knee. I dislocated my kneecap a month before we moved in. Oh my God. It was, but, but, but like the day before or the day after I met someone in the startup Academy that would then help me, uh, make a decision that I made later. It was a very important decision. You know, it's just, that's how it was working out. It was like one thing would happen. Another thing would happen. And these were not small things. These were like huge things. And so how did you do that? I was just, it's incredible. Tell us, you know, how did you do that? Um, well I knew, okay. So I go back, I went back to our coaching. I'll be honest. I took out the expat Trump cards. I don't know if you still have them, but one that really spoke to me was about recognizing signs of stress, you know, um, and like being out of your comfort zone where you've stretched too far. And, um, so I knew, I think I'm stretching like way beyond (laughs) my comfort zone here. I'm dealing with massively, you know, big things. So I could ask myself, what do I need? What do I need? I need to wake up earlier and drink that my green tea because it brings me peace. I, I woke up and meditated every day. I committed myself fully to my, my meditation practice. I showed up for every appointment with my business mentor and the startup Academy. Um, I, that's how I did it. I just committed myself to each next step and anything I was acutely aware as many people are going through a crisis, I became 
very aware of what was bringing energy, helping me restore myself and what wasn't, you know, and what I, love about I started that to is, devote. I mean, this is, this is, you were making you a priority. Like that's what I always talk about. Make you a priority. Um, it doesn't mean be selfish. It's saying, you know, what do you need to keep going? And I love how you kind of zoomed in and you looked at, okay, based on the, the shit show that's going on in my life. Like, yeah. <laughs> how, do I wake up? how do I wake up and make, how do I be present? How do I keep my energy and not give it away? I love that you were practicing that in such difficult circumstances. Yeah, it, it has continued to grow that whole idea. In fact, um, about a year ago, I realized that I was not only um, prioritizing myself, I would then ask myself, you know, I would set a goal or make an appointment that was very essential to either navigating separation or building a business or looking for a job. And I would think, um, what do I, how do I want to show up? What do I have to do to show up that way? What do I have to think to create the right space to show up that way? So I feel I even was able to go a bit deeper with what we had worked with. It's so awesome. I'm just smiling so big I, right now. Uh, <laughs> it works? This is actually hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard. much, you know, it, it's more difficult to talk about than I expected. I think because, um, I'm kind of surprised, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm actually surprised that I've been able to do this. Does that make sense? Like I'm, I, I'm, oh. I'm surprised well, that I, it's immense what you've done. It's immense. Okay. And what yeah. I, what I'm noticing, yeah. and here's the thing, this is the difference between you and someone who doesn't go all in. What I'm hearing that you're doing is, um, you've, you have resources at your fingertips and you're using them. And it's as simple as the difference between knowing and doing. So I'll give all out myself yes. on this. This is so what I have been interested in personal development since I was in college. Right. So I went to college in the nineties <laughs> and, um, you know, started gobbling up everything on the market cause it really resonated. But I was kind of famous for reading personal development, but not actually doing any of the exercises. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been there. Like, <laughs> right, like the knowing versus doing. And it, it took me, yeah. um, you know, I became a coach. I was certified and trained. And then I did Martha Beck training. Um, oh God, when was that? 2012, I think. And I I was already a coach, right? But I did Martha Beck training okay. because I knew I, I resonated with all of her stuff, but I would read the book, but not do the exercises. And I knew it was kind of the last thing for me to really oh. walk my talk and to call myself on my own bullshit. And that I actually panicked when I was going to um, register for the course. It was expensive, but it wasn't, that's what wasn't why I was panicking. I, yeah. I was panicking because, because I knew I wasn't going to get away with myself. Right. <laughs> that oh my was, gosh. Do I know what you're talking about? <laughs> oh and, yes. Um, and so I actually had to go for a run. Like I went for a run. I was like, I seriously, I had to calm myself down and, um, I pushed, yes, did it. And I thankfully have amazing coaching partners, you know, coaching buddies that provided a really safe space for me to really bring my crap and be honest with myself. And, um, that's when I started 
really practicing these things I had at my fingertips. And I, what I notice with people is um, the ones who are most successful is they apply these th- simple, simple, simple things, but they actually apply them. And that's where they get crazy results. And that's what you did. You didn't go into um, self-destruction, which would nobody would blame you for it because everything was falling apart. You're like, no. Oh, Sunday. I was so aware of, of, I had an excuse for, you know, and I was so aware Mm -hmm. of what am I going to do with this moment? Am I going to, um, am I going to only be sad? Am I only going to be resentful? Am I only, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be something else. I have an opportunity here to, um, to use this, to actually go deeper. And, you know, the beauty um, of when things fall apart for me, like my experience, what, what I found very, still find very beautiful is the opportunity and to be very aware that I can apply these things and change the outcome for myself and change the present moment, you know, like Mm -hmm. it changes the present moment when I apply these tools. And, you know, I have to laugh because what you experienced with Martha Beck and we say it's, it was a come to Lord Jesus moment, you know, like where you have to, you're at the, you're at the gates and they're like, all right, come to Lord Jesus. We're going to get real. (laughs) Do you know, do you know how many come to Lord Jesus moments I've had? I mean, going through a separation and a divorce can either be a shit show and you're hateful or you have a million come to Lord Jesus moments where you're, where it would be easy with, like I said, it was a Johnny cash ending. It was, you know, painful, but the reckoning, the, um, the ownership that, and it's not a fast process. I mean, um, when some, you know, my marriage falling apart, the, the honesty that, I am finding in myself is, is very difficult. So I, I understand what you're talking about, Martha Beck, like, um, yeah, I I walk up against certain truths, you know, Mm -hmm. as I acknowledge things that weren't working and it'd be easy to blame my ex, but I find when I stand still and I have that come to Lord Jesus moment and can find my responsibility in what happened. And I don't, you know, of course he has some too, but when I find mine, I am in a powerful place and I experience change rapidly in my life and a positive change. And it gives me energy. I wake up happy, you know, and yeah, I'm just finding it's a, it's a a more, it's a beautiful way to live. It's, it's much, it feels more peaceful, you know? So I get that. And I'm sure you experienced the same, right? Like when you started to apply the tools or when you got honest with yourself, there's this release that comes afterwards. Totally. And I, I like, right? to, there's I mean, like I mean, it's just being real and raw. And, um, I think we live in a culture where everything should be, um, everything should be fine and everybody should be happy. And, and when we do that, Oh, there's nothing like a divorce to, to realize that, <laughs> you know, and it's like, to sort of, to be able to sit in the discomfort of whatever truth that is. Um, and then to be, to I'm trying to say this without being too like fluffy with words, but it's like, how do you, um, stand in a place of power where you're like, okay, where's my agency here? What can I do? Um, where do I have control? 
right? And not in a controlling yes. way, but like, where do I have to let go of control? What, what, where do I release that sort of thing? And what I'm, what I'm loving about this is, um, this is what's possible, right? That the only thing between the, the you in 2015 or whenever we started working together and the you now is that you have tools at your fingertips that you apply day in and day out through the wild ups and downs that you've gone through. And one of the things that you said in the first episode that stuck with me is you said, life isn't easier. It's, I just do it better. Right. Like it, that's it. Yes. And I continue to, it's not like, you know, fairy, you know, like pixie fairies pop out and it's all rainbows and unicorns. It's like more, here's the life. And now I have different strategies to deal with it. So I am, I'm, and by using those different strategies, Oh, sorry. You're doing it. it. No, you're doing it. And, and I'm honored that you embodied them, um, during our process that you, I think I gobbled it up (laughs) and then, and then you, but you've been using them ever since. And that's why I always tell people, this is a lifelong investment because it really should serve you for your life. You know, I, if you don't mind, I want to talk about that because um, right now I am fortunate enough to be working for a company that employs coaches as consultants and they go, they help people in life transition, whether it's they've lost their job or it's talent development. And I see this, um, I'm, I'm very, very happy and excited to see that companies invest like this as well for their employees. Um, I've met a coach here in the region who also is trying to bring coaching to schools. Um, I told you before we started recording that I've, I'm, I'm, yeah. And I'm giving my 14 year old son coaching for a year with, um, one of the coaches I know here, a wonderful woman. And, and I think they're a great match. That's for them to decide, but I think they're a great match. And, you know, these tools have, and also the dial, like to use the tools and to have, be able to have the dialogue with myself, you know, like it took a year of working with you to internalize and to embody that it really did. And we worked a few months together before I committed to that year. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I do. And I I think I saw that last. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, this is why, you know, in this culture of, um, kind of like fast solutions, immediate results, I just shake my head. I'm like, um, we're undoing 30 to 40 years of behavioral, uh, habits, like (laughs) our fears, like for real transformation. We're not just talking like quick inspiration. We're talking about completely transforming how you show up in your life and what you're doing. And this takes time. And I know that's not a popular message. Um, in this fast paced, like instant result culture, but it's the truth. Yeah. And it's the time, it was the time in between our sessions that became just as valuable as the hour, hour and a half I spent talking to you. Um, you know, it was the work in between and committing to that. And, you know, I know in coaching, you use the word accountability partner. And I, um, I think that everybody, you know, needs 
there are very few people out there that don't need to be accountable for things, right? I mean, that's what that's what we do in life, right? If you have a job, you're accountable. If you're a parent, you know, all adults are accountable. Right. But to have someone that is invested in, um, that you've paid for, you know, that you've hired to actually you are holding yourself accountable to yourself and to this person or to the process with this person. I, I believe that was, you know, the real investment there is to say, to trust you, you know, that you're going to lead me on this process and then to trust myself to say, okay, I'm going to invest in this time and do this work. And, um, I got, I, I got so much out of it. I still get a lot out of it. Like I said, I go back to those printouts that you had, I've even gone back to our notes, you know, Oh, here's something that pops up all the time. And it makes me giggle is I would, uh, contact you while forming, while trying to lay the foundations of my gallery business and, um, and say, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And you kept saying, how do you eat an elephant? (laughs) (laughs) One bite at a time. (laughs) It really makes me laugh because that, I use that still. Um, but for me, the way it looks is, um, as I'm going through separation, I've given up the first business idea and started on a new project. I've, you know, taken an 80% job. I'm single. I am a real single parent. I'm not solo parenting. I'm single parenting. Um, what I, what I love is that proverbial, that elephant that I used to think I had to, you know, swallow, I now say, you know, what's my next step? And that to me is like, you know, bite by bite, chew by chew. Um, I always know what's my next step. I may not know. And I may have like a vision of where I want to go and I don't know how to get there. And then I, I always know the next step without, without fail. I always go, what's the next one? And I can do it. At this point of the interview, Robin and I talked about this dilemma of what's the right next step. And she shared that what I hear from a lot of clients, sometimes the next step is even more delightful than you can imagine. Robin went on to tell me about what happened after she and I started working together. And it involves a story of twists and turns where she was working with a startup academy to launch a business, helping um, people who are artists of jewelry make a sale. And she says, she says she loves sales and that she could sell you the pants off of my grandmother if I thought they were a good fit. (laughs) So this woman knew how to sell, but was struggling. And in a time when her marriage was falling apart and she had to just get up every day to take care of her kids and honor her commitments, she was asking herself some big questions. Like, what am I going to do? And this avenue that felt like was closing happened exactly when something happened inside. She heard a voice and she said to herself, I'm going to Louisiana. She knew she had to see her dad. She needed to to hug her mom and sister. This turned into an adventure where she was meeting Cajun chefs, cooking jambalaya, and creating new recipes that have never been on the shores of Switzerland and Europe since 1721. You'll have to learn more about Robin to find out about what she's up to and this new adventure, but it is something that storybooks are made of. 
where she is intertwining what she knows about Swiss culture and the flavor of New Orleans, literally, and in the culture and the music. She's stumbled on a new venture where she's able to partner with people in the region where she lives and where she's from to develop and produce amazing Cajun food that hasn't been on European soil. So that is what happens when you ask what's next. It feels like magic when you look at it. So here's what we went on to discuss next. What's popping up for me is that th- this is this is kind of the magic that I don't talk about. I watch and I don't talk about because I don't really have words for it, right? I don't really understand it. But this is the magic that happens when you are living in alignment with you, right? When you're listening and trusting and are using strategies to really support what feels right for you and letting go. That's, this is, I just don't have words for it, but this is exactly that. Like you couldn't have dreamed that you couldn't have planned that. Um, Mm -mm. And because you let go of this, what was going on the jewelry, you're like, okay, this, this feels graspy. I'm going to let go of this. I'm going to put this on ice. And because your hands were free, this fell into it. And that is magic. I just, I don't have words for it. And I I certainly can't talk to people about it because they'll think I'm woo woo, like what the heck, but I see it all the time. And I just want people, you know, thank you for sharing that story because I want people to know that when you do start living in this way, things happen that are beyond your imagination that bring joy and will bring revenue, right? For your family into the future. Yes. Yes. And it's, you, I I didn't expect it. I did not expect it. And I know that's a long story, but, and it, it, I feel vulnerable sharing it. I'll be honest. I know what you mean by woo woo, right? Because, Mm -hmm. um, but I do believe every good business idea has, um, that sort of magic behind it, right? That's Mm -hmm. kind of the driving factor. Um, you know, that you're of service, that you listen to yourself, that you're in alignment with these things. And that, and that's how it happens. But yeah, I mean, it's, I had no idea. I had no idea this was coming. And because I had joined the startup Academy by winning that placement, I went back to the startup Academy last year and was able to be replaced or reassigned to another mentor who is a food and wine specialist from California that had been living here and, um, started working on the idea, you know, here. So, and and isn't that interesting? Like it was because I had submitted my first business idea that I knew where to go to get support for the second one. And that's where it's like really just trusting. You don't have to have it all planned out. You don't have to know always what it looks like and that you, it's all come full circle. So just because our time is limited, I want to um, draw on a little bit more of your wisdom before we say goodbye. Um, If people are listening to this podcast, you know, this is when we're talking about year of transformation and there's someone there who is thinking about it, but doesn't know whether it'll work for them or whether it's worth the investment. What advice do you have for someone who is thinking about doing year of transformation? I think it's the same advice as last time. Take the plunge, commit to a year. It takes a year. Um, 
it keeps giving. It's the investment that continues to, you know, pay back. I have been able to do all this. I wake up happy in spite of the most challenging time in my adult life. I'm able to sit here and talk to you about like my passion, you know, creating Louisiana food in Switzerland because I apply those tools that I learned with you in that year. And it takes a year, I feel, to really, like you said, start to embody the tools. You have to touch on them long enough, right, with enough guidance to um, figure out how they're useful, right, like to form the good habits. That's what I think I was able to do with you is I had committed to my meditation practice. I knew what was working. I thought, you know, what wasn't working at that time. And because I had that conversation with you many times and had this long process, um, I wasn't afraid of re redoing that and looking for new skills afterwards because I had done this for a year with you, you know, like a, a year to me is like, there's so much that so much possibility now, but I think it's because you helped me, my work with you, we contained it within that year and we were committed to seeing what we could get out of it, you know? And I think, I do think it needs a year. I really do. I don't think three months is enough. You're so awesome. It's so it's this is why I do what I do because I um I'm just really committed to helping make an impact in people's lives and I look at the impact that's made in yours and it just I can't even talk about it. My throat's like clamping up. <laughs> it really means a lot to me. Robin, thank you. Um thank you for showing up today and for your time. I, I appreciate it so much. Um I'm just gonna step back You're for so a welcome. second. It's it's incredible and uh, thank you. So there you have it. Robin's amazing journey which started with self-doubt and borderline depression, sort of a total funk to working together and building up brand new tools to identify how she can make it work in her global life. After we worked together, things skyrocketed for her, but also took a turn to some of the hardest challenges she's ever faced in her whole life. And one of the reasons why I'm so honored that Robin joined us for Expat Happy Hour is it really shows what's possible when you invest in yourself to take back control of your life and practice the tools that actually impact how you show up, how you show up for you, how you show up for others, and how you show up for your business. So thank you again, Robin, for being here. She is one of the graduates of Year of Transformation, and I'm immensely proud to hear about how she's applying these tools years later to continue to positively impact her life. And this is my personal invitation to you who is listening. If you are at a spot where you're feeling stuck, you're at the sidelines of your life, or you know what you want, but you're just not taking action, I would love to hop on the phone with you to talk more about your transformation because this could be you in one year talking about these kind of results impact your life. This could be you three, down, three years down the road where you're talking about new developments and progress better than you could have imagined and how you faced adversity and did it 
from an empowered place, right? I love my year of transformation graduates. And what I love even more is how they continue to use the tools in their own life to move from the sidelines, stand in the center and create what is most important to them. So join me if you're interested. Applications are ongoing, but are closing in the end of September. So check out the show notes if you want to know more about Year of Transformation and want to talk to me about the big impossible thing that you'd like to create, but just don't know how. This is Expat Happy Hour with Sunday Bean. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with the quotes from writer Robin S. Sharma. Investing in yourself is the best investment you will ever make. It will not only improve your life, it will improve the lives of all of those around you. Um. <laughs>